All right, what's happening? Let's uh, let's get right into it. It is a Friday, and uh, that means deep dive handicap with a pick. Today we're going to talk about the French Open, a little French Open, uh, some tennis. But uh, first, I got a couple things I want to go over. Uh, I saw some people. I, I've been flooded on YouTube and Twitter with with people giving away DFS or selling DFS picks recently. And it's time to go over this real quick because I feel like this is like a new thing. Daily fantasy picks are pretty much useless if they're good. Now, we've said this about picks before, but there's a difference between giving picks away and giving daily fantasy either picks or players away. We can all get a good number and a good sports bet, and we can all profit from that. Daily fantasy doesn't work like that. Every contest is a, you're sharing a prize pool. It's heads up. It's a small contest. We're all giving money to each other in daily fantasy. It's not us against the house. So if we find ourselves in these big, uh, you know, uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, you know, fill in the blank, there's dozens out there, contests, we're going to be going against each other with the same information. Now, I know there's enough out there to, you know, the rebuttal of someone who sells these may say, hey, there's 24, you know, there's there's, there's 30 places in this state that you can bet. You're not going to get overlap. But here's the thing. There's not tw- that many places with a huge prize pool, and most people are drawn to the big prize pools. So if you have a great lineup, a lot of people are going to have that lineup in DraftKings and FanDuel because those are where the biggest prize pools are. That's just the inevitability of it. The bigger the prize pool, the more people are going to want to bet that. So if you're all <laughs> working with the same information, you're splitting the pot. If it's a good enough lineup, and it wins, and other people have that same lineup, you're now splitting the winnings with those same people. So it's never made sense to me, giving away players or picks for daily fantasy. It seems like a a counterintuitive thing. If you have a good... And here's the paradoxical thing about all that. If you have a good enough way of finding DFS players then it's not going to be working very long because everyone's going to have those picks and everyone's going to share those players and their value is going to be gone. Because remember, in Daily Fantasy, it's not just about the players you pick. It's about the the game theory of avoiding the heavily owned players. You know, often the best player, if he's the or she are, are, are the most heavily owned in any contest, unless they perform the best, it's it's not good to have them. So... You know, a lot of these pros uh, uh, stay away from players like that. And we're not going to go in depth for DFS, but a little reminder, giving away picks, selling, buying picks, I don't recommend it, but you can win occasionally. There's there's really no downside in terms of the market, or at least together, the the, the collective putting into the market. It's not like, you know, a pair, it's not like a paramutual thing. It's not like, like horse racing. It's not like DFS. It's us against the house. That's not how DFS works. D- DFS is we're all exchanging money with one another. And if there's a good lineup and several people have that lineup or that player, you're going to be splitting money. You're, you're, you're splitting it. So I've never understood that. All right. Who wants a free $20? It's easy. Just go to Better Edge and then sign up using promo code SBD. That's as easy as it is. Now, BetterEdge.com does a lot of great things for us, the sports better. They've gotten rid of the VIG. They've gotten rid of the risk. They make it so all of us out there will lose substantially less money over the long run betting with Better Edge. And when you sign up, put in promo code SBD, you can try this out all for free. They'll give you 20 bucks. You can bet VIG free. Heck, run that up. Cash out whatever you make with Better Edge. Sign up today, have more fun, make more money, and get that free 20 in your account. BetterEdge.com, promo code SBD. Also, one more thing that I saw on Twitter, some people arguing about a cash out, early cash out. Uh, someone's like, oh, this was a bad, bad play. And then it was, they were just going back and forth. 
I don't have an, an opinion on that. I'll let the Twitter experts decide whether that was a good or bad cash out, or maybe we will next week because look, we can do the mathematic approach, but we've all talked about this before. Math or math money only means to you what it means to you. So, you know, 500, 700, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000 means something different to all of us. So how we spend that money ourselves, I don't think anyone should ever comment on how other people are spending their money. Just like we have to understand when we make a bet, that's our money. So who we get that from is really important. But but my, my, my takeaway from this, just a general takeaway, Twitter is not as big or as important or as impactful as a lot of people on Twitter think it is. Some quick stats here, some quick uh, Twitter stats from, where is this, demandsage.com. Uh, this is from the article, 58 Twitter stats for marketers in 2023. Uh, and we're going to focus on the US. There's 237 million daily users in the world, but there's 80 million uh, in the United States. 42% of them are aged between 18 and 29, which is 100% where this where a lot of this gambling Twitter stuff takes place and this arguing back and forth. These are all younger people, generally males, right? So when we break this down, I know there's plenty of females out there, so we're not going to exclude them. But of that pool, if there's 80 million, 42% are in that age group, that means what, about 33 and a half, 33.6 million people. Uh, And then remember, not all 33.6 million are going to (laughs) be talking about, tweeting about sports betting. I'd say... uh, a fifth to a fourth, you know, 25%, 20%, which I think that's way overkill, but let's just go with those numbers. So about 8 million people. Okay. Well, we'll say that the final number is about 8 million people in that age group are talking about gambling on Twitter. So if we go to another study from civic science, I know some numbers here, some quick math, bear with me. Civic science numbers revealed that, uh, about 50% of people in that age group have placed a bet. So assuming that's true, about 22 and a half million people aged 18 to 29 in the US have placed a bet. And there's only 8 million of them on Twitter. And I guarantee not all 8 million are actively participating. But what does all this mean? What does it all mean, Basil? This all means in the world of young sports bettors on Twitter, 18 to 29 is how I'm defining that. Only about a third of them who are collectively betting in the United States are even on Twitter. And the point being... Not that many people are on Twitter. It's the same kind of cesspool. Don't take it seriously for anything. Sports, politics. You know, 80 million users are on in the United States. That may seem like a lot. That's only a fourth of the population. That's one out of four people. That's not that much. That's why when you go out in public, people are like, wow, why is Twitter so toxic and public is fine? Twitter's not real life. It's like, of course it's not real life. Only a fourth people on Twitter or a fourth people in the United States are on Twitter. And it's a very loud, dumb majority of majority of people interacting. And we're talking sports, politics, all of it, all of it. So anyway, I had to put that out there real quick. A lot of people get worked up based on Twitter. It's not, a, it's not important, right? It's not that important what happens on Twitter. All right, let's get to the pick. A little rambling there before a Friday pick. Um, we're going to the French Open. TFO versus Zverev. So this is Alexander Zverev taking on uh, Francis Tiafo. I want to get the pronunciation right, Tiafo. Uh, we're going to go Tiafo plus 185. Uh, Francis Tiafo plus 185. Big underdog here. We're going to take him. So I think the price is what it is. And Alexander Zverev is the huge favorite minus what, 235, 240, because he's the seasoned player. He's done very well at the French Open. He's got 19 titles compared to TFO's two. In lifetime, these two have matched up seven times. 
Uh, Zverev is six and one. So you can see kind of where the pricing comes in. He's beat him before, and, and he's really done pretty well against him. But I see two players going in very different directions. Alexander Zverev, who is back this year. He had a bad foot injury last year. And I'll admit, he was looking very, very sharp last season, and he's climbing back up to where he was. But the question is, is he at that level to compete in a tournament like this, this deep in the tournament, against, in my opinion, one of the most steadily, quickly improving players in the world, and he may be the best, if not one of the best Americans right now, Francis Tiafo. Um, as I said, two players go in different directions. I know I mentioned Zverev was hurt, but regardless, he's currently ranked 22nd in the world. Now, he was at once top five. I think second overall was his highest, but he's currently 22nd in the world. Francis Tiafo in that time, has rocketed up to 12th in the world. He's done very, very well in these big tournaments. And you may say, yeah, but clay is a different surface, right? Let's talk about the clay in the surface of the court because clay courts are going to be the slowest of all the surfaces. There's grass, uh, clay, and uh, hard courts. Um, the, just so, for those wondering, the fastest surface is grass. And grass is also, from you know what people say and, and, and from what players have reported on and their preferences have been, grass is the toughest to play on for a couple reasons. One is it's the fastest, so it's going to slide off that grass. And it's the softest because the the soil underneath is a different surface. But also, there's little inconsistencies here or there within the actual grass. Some of it's shaped differently or, or pointing in a different direction or cut a little bit differently. And so the ball sometimes takes these weird bounces. Grass is going to favor big servers, big hitters. And clay is very different. Clay is a slow surface. So it's going to favor players who can control the ball, have really good spin, can slow the game down and be accurate. That's why if players like Rafael Nadal dominated on clay, and then when they get on grass in the hard court, they're not as dominant. So it favors for sure specific kinds of players. And just to repeat, clay courts favor players who can slow things down, control the ball, be accurate. Not these heavy hitters, big servers and baseline players. The thing about this matchup you, sh- you would consider both Zverev and Tiafo to be those type of players. Heavy hitters, baseline, big servers. So you don't really find a, uh, a matchup that way from the court, uh, from, from the clay court a- uh, aspect, which is a big part of this handicapping, right? Players who are dominant on clay and uh, compared to grass and hard court. Now, there's different types of rankings. And I will say Zverev is ranked a little bit higher on clay, but Tiafo's getting better. He just won a tournament this year, either late last year or early this year, on clay. So he's had experience, he's gotten deep in these tournaments, and he is playing really well right now. So overall, I will take Tiafo's athleticism, his shot creativity as a slight edge. I think he can mold his game better around the clay court. And these two, I don't believe in their six matchups they've ever uh, matched up on clay. Let's see if we can pull this up real quick. I've got it right here. So indoor hard, outdoor hard, outdoor hard, indoor hard, outdoor hard, outdoor grass, outdoor hard. Never on clay before. Seven matchups all uh, on a hard court. One was on grass. So, you know, I will say Zverev has done very well in those matchups, but these players are going in different directions. And Tiafo is reaching his peak. Zverev is good. I want to caution people. Zverev is a good tennis player. He's been good for a long time. He's probably going to get back to where he was at some point. The question is right now in the French Open is now that time. And I'm willing to take at plus 185 
Tiafo in this situation. So uh, remember, this game starts very early tomorrow. The, the last I saw it was 2 o'clock a.m. Pacific, uh, 5 o'clock a.m. Eastern. Uh, tomorrow morning, Saturday morning. So you got to get this in. We're going to take Francis Tiafo in the French Open, plus 185 over Alexander Zverev. So uh, appreciate you listening. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.